Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the Statman Day Football Podcast. This is episode four. If you're not checked out episode one, number two, or number three, what have you been doing the last few days? Available on iCast, YouTube, and by the end of the week, it should be available on iTunes for all the lads and lasses out there. Yes, I do have a new haircut, brand new trim. If you want to tweet me, uh, give me a rating out of ten. What do you think of the new trim? Is it good? Is it bad? One thing that did happen though at the, the hairdressers got a slight nick out of my ear. Bleeding um, on the chair, it was a little bit awkward and I just had to ignore it and then walk out and obviously pay the price and just leave. But anyway guys, let's talk about me, more talk about football. First up we're going to talk news, then we're going to move on to the top 10 wonder kids in Europe right now. And then we're going to do a little bit of analysis of the Champions League games yesterday and finish off with a little Europa League preview of the Manchester United versus Saint-Etienne game. Anyway, let's get this party started. First up... FIFA, they've been talking, um, and their president, um, Infantanio, uh, has said that today he will open up the bids for uh, hosting the World Cup in 2026 to multiple countries, which could be a quite interesting proposition for me. I, you know, you, you think about Europe or maybe Central America or Africa, where it could be quite interesting where the tournament is shared over a number of countries to embrace the full tournament. Anyway, moving on, uh, Ferenzi has retorn his ACL and will be out from for for about six to seven months. Pretty unfortunate for the in- Italian internationals, really becoming uh, a key component of this Roma side. You know, playing right fullback or playing right midfield, you could see him easily fitting at someone like Barcelona, who've been looking for a right fullback since Dani Alves has moved on to Juventus. Anyway, moving on to some other news, Mark Lattenberg. The big referee in the Premier League has been rumoured to move to China or the MLS, deciding to pick up the big bucks like a number of players have done in recent years. But Mark, you do all right. You don't put too many bad performances, so you know we'd like to keep you on. That's you know a little message from me to you. Anyway, uh, let's uh, move on to the top ten wonder kids in Europe right now. So I put this list together. And if you've got a different opinion, make sure you jump onto Twitter, you jump onto YouTube, you comment in the Acast app, and uh, tell me who you think should be in there if I've missed anyone out. So we're going to start at number 10, and that is Fosu Mensa. The Manchester United youngster um, had a spell at Ajax until he was about 13, then moved over to Manchester and has been going through the Manchester United Academy, getting rave reviews at youth level um, and really showing his promise in the under-23s that used to be the reserve team. He's made a number of appearances for the United Reserve Team, uh, sorry, the United First Team. One that really stands out is his game against Tottenham. 
pretty much was the best player on the pitch and was the best United player by a country mile. The rest of the team just didn't show up. He made more interceptions than any other player in that game, playing at right back and was really aggressive on the ball, won his tackles, kept it safe in possession and played very, very well. In terms of this season, uh, he's appeared a few times at right back, and in central midfield so it could be right, really interesting to see where the young Dutchman does play in the future is he a right back is he a centre back is he a defensive midfielder is he a number 6 or number 8 but he has the, all the potential there and the raw attributes to be a top top player in the future in terms of tackles last season he won 11 out of his 15 tackles winning 76% of them which is a very very decent rate for a young defender but anyway moving on to number 9 I think we've got to go to Milan and over to Locatelli the young Italian has been impressive massively in Serie A this season and is sort of becoming the heartbeat of this Milan side. You think of the Milan team in recent years, not really having a heartbeat, uh, Montolivio being in there after you've seen the likes of Pirlo move on. But Locatelli potentially is Pirlo's heir. Very, very good in possession, very aggressive winning the ball back. But I quite like his, his skills. He's quite a skillful defensive midfielder, which gives him um, that extra ability to slip the press and get an, a, a, you know the AC Milan attacking players into play, the likes of Suso. Um, this season who's been very very good as well on the, the sort of right wing but anyway in terms of Locatelli he's won more tackles than any other player under 20 years old in Europe's top 5 leagues this season moving further up the list, list on to number 8 and it's Mbappé over in Monaco Mbappé's been likened to Thierry Henry with his style his body shape and his overall play a technically a very very gifted forward very good at finishing you know finishing his, his wide ranges the chips the side foot Henry finishes in terms of last, this season he scored more goals than any player under 20 in Europe's top 5 leagues scoring two hat-tricks in the process one coming against Rennes in the Cop de Ligue in France and another one coming recently against Metz but he has all the potential to be a real star only 18 years old then moving up to another forward I think we've got to talk about Gabriel Jesus um, at Manchester City for me he's moved Pep Guardiola's side on um, before his injury obviously his injury broke a metatarsal which is a bit unfortunate for the fella because he was playing very very well he started four Premier League games for Manchester City created four chances four shots on target scoring three goals and grabbing one assist but for me what really worked out for Gabriel Jesus was his ability to play the false nine his ability to combine with the likes of Sane Sterling and really make City a uh, better side both with the ball and without the ball a different option to Sergio Aguero but for an option for me that fits a lot better you know he was decent in Brazil scored a lot of goals made tackles uh, I think he made more tackles than any other forward averaging over four per or just under four per game so he has all the potential to be a star under Pep Guardiola Moving to number six, I think we've got now, it's Marcus Rashford. Exploded on the scene this time last year against Michelin in the Europa League. Bagged himself two goals there, went on to score against Manchester City, two against Arsenal, and has just been fantastic since then. You know, this season under Mourinho, he's been in and out of the side. He's picked up a massive goal against the Hull City, made a big impact against West Ham in the Premier League, playing on the left wing. And he's got all the potential. He's got the pace, the ability on the ball, the speed, um, and the finishing and the composure for a young lad to be a top player at Manchester United. Maybe he'll take over the striking boots when Zlatan Ibrahimovic finally retires and ends his Manchester United career. But again, Marcus Rashford coming in at number six, another top talent. Moving in to number five, and it's a player that really impressed me um, last night especially, but has been very good in Serie A this season, and that's uh, Diarawa playing from, for Napoli. Against Real Madrid, he was fantastic. He completed more passes than any other player on the pitch. Considering he was playing against one of the best midfield threes in world football in Casemiro, Luka Modric and Tony Cruz, that is a massive achievement. But he's sort of the heartbeat of this side. He's the guy that's picking the ball at the centre-backs and distributing the ball to, uh, to Hamzik and to the rest of the 
the attackers. And if you look at Napoli this season, they've scored more goals than any other team in Serie A with 57 goals. And from deep in midfield, Diara is that tempo setter. He's going to move on to big things and it's going to be at a big European club, potentially could be Juventus in the future because we all know how they love to gobble up the talent in Serie A. But anyway, the top four is on us now. First up, I think we're going to go for a centre-back because I've been a bit harsh on defenders so far in this top ten. And it's going to be Malanga Sarr. The next Samuel Umtiti for me. He has a lot of Umtiti qualities in terms of his strength, his ability on the ball. His ability to understand and read the game is fantastic at a young age. He broke into the... Um, Nice first team at the start of the season. Lucien Favre coming in as manager, who's had a great um, record of developing young players. Probably Marco Royce is the best one that you can think of, that he turned Marco Royce from a pretty uh, average winger to one of the best goal scorers in the Bundesliga. But in terms of defenders, he's done a lot of good, lot of good work there. You think of Dante's evolution at Borussia Mönchengladbach and then going on to uh, Bayern Munich and so forth. But in terms of Malangasari, spotted him early doors in the playing for the... Um, the youth team at Nice brought him to the first team and he hasn't looked back capable of playing left centre-back in a back three or left centre-back in a two what's so impressive this season though again I mentioned his ball playing He's completed 90% of his passes in Ligue 1 this season. For a young centre-back to have that composure, that is quality. And if we break it down to players under 20 in Europe's top five leagues, he's made more interceptions and made more clearances than any other player. 54 interceptions and 92 clearances. Anyway, it's top three time. First up, I think we're going to go with goalkeepers, and that is Donnarumma. Finally, we have an heir to Gigi Buffon. Gigi Buffon has been a fantastic keeper for Italy and Juventus um, and Parma during his career. And I think we finally found the heir there. Donnarumma exploded onto the scene at 17. And after about two months of this season, he had more clean sheets than any other goalkeeper in Europe's top five leagues. Brilliant reactions, great reach, a very, very big lad, but very agile. He is going to be the next big cheese. He is the next one. He's the guy to grab the gloves off Gigi Buffon and be Italy's goalkeeper for the next 20 years, a top talent. In at number two is going to be one that will surprise a lot of you. So my wonder kids, I've gone for players that are under 20 years old. And one player that we've forgotten that is under 20 years old, maybe because he's, his lack of game time at Bayern Munich this season, is Renato Sanchez. Exploded onto the scene last season in the Champions League. For Benfica was so good in the, sort of the knockout stages and the, um, the group stages in terms of t uh, dribbles. Dribble past more opponents than any other player under the age of 20 last season. In terms of chance created, tackles everything. He's top of the charts. A real potential... Brilliant drive in midfield. And again, that's something that, um, you know, if you're playing a midfield three, you want one of your central midfielders to be able to carry the ball, beat players, be able to shoot, be able to score goals. You think of the goal he scored for Portugal at the European Championships, brilliant. And again, was in that side that won that final. Brilliant experience for his age and a fantastic talent. So that's why Renato Sanchez is at number two. Number one, so. Who is at number one? Well, we've forgotten a big man. A fast man, a quick man, a guy that's moved to the Bundesliga, and that is Ousmane Dembele. What more can I say about the lad? I speak about him every single podcast. He's so good on the ball, brilliant at picking up any position, a versatile attacker, can play striker, play on the right, play on the left, can play as a number 10, can play in midfield, which he's been doing recently in the 3-5-2. He's got great pace, great energy. That acceleration, deceleration that I keep on mentioning is so, so good. Can cross, can shoot. shoot. He's just got absolutely everything, and he will be... Um, you know, he's that sort of going to be on that level of Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi, um, you know, Hazard of elite 
attackers in the world of football. And he's going to have a great um, sort of learning process over at Dortmund with Aubameyang, with Marco Royce. But he is number one. He is the best wonder kid in European football right now. But anyway, as I mentioned before, make sure you go over to my Twitter or to YouTube or to Acast and comment in yours. Who have I missed out? Any big players from um, the likes of South America, Asia, China that I've missed out on because I've just gone European-centric. And again, this list is players that are under 20 years old. Remember that when you're putting your submissions in. And anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that little section. Um, please like the video to let me know that uh, like the video, sorry, on the podcast to so let me know that you've enjoyed that little section before we dive in to the big talking points. And of course, that is Bayern Munich versus Arsenal. So, Bayern Munich versus Arsenal in the Champions League. A fantastic game of football. The game finished five goals to one to the Bavarian Giants. Ian Robin opened up the scoring with a trademark left-footed curler into the top corner. Alexis Sanchez then uh, equalised following a, a missed penalty um, to draw the, the Gunners level and then it started to be the Lewandowski and Thiago show. Lewandowski grabbing the second, Thiago grabbing the third and the fourth and then Thomas Muller so happy for the lad, taking his goal so well and making it 5-1 to Arsenal. Big, big question remarks about Arsene Wenger's future considering his, um, his the size lack of competitiveness in the Champions League over the last... 10 years let's say you know from the the great side that got to the final with Thierry Henry Wenger's not got back to that level and unfortunately tactically they were so poor last night in a defensive sense and I think that's where we've got to start is that first goal it really showed Arsenal how poor they were off the ball and how poor they were defensively organised you think of uh, decent defensive teams that sit back and counter-attack You've got your back four that's going to camp on the edge of the area, then there's going to be a bit of a gap, and then your, your midfield four, and then your attacking midfielder and your striker. But very compact, very close together, and that's completely not what Arsenal did for the Iron Robin goal. Their back the midfield four collapsed onto the back four. There was nobody closing the space down. Mesut Ozil looked like he couldn't be bothered. Coquelin was showing Iron Robin onto a stronger right foot. It was just completely wrong. Zaka, the distance between him and Coquelin was absolutely huge. And it was a crazy goal to concede, and it was such a poor goal to concede. Because after that, in that first half, I thought Arsenal played quite well. You think of the big chances that created Mesut Ozil went through on goal. They obviously got the penalty. Xhaka should have should have done a hell of a lot better with a, with his shot from outside the area that was straight at uh, Manuel Neuer. But it was that start that Arsenal was so... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Important. So they were just condensing too quickly. There was no discipline there. There was no organization. There was no structure. You think of some of the best managers in the world at the moment that play zonal football. You know, you, you stay into your zones in a defensive sense. Arsenal just weren't doing that. There was no organisation there, and they were too flat again in defence. But in terms of Bayern Munich, what they did so well is they're going back to the old Bayern Munich that we saw that won the Champions League, where there's a lot of interplay between the, the wingers and the fullbacks, and that's what I love in football. I love that interplay. I think that's something that Guardiola made a bit of a mistake at Barcelona. His um, wide players and fullbacks used to combine a lot and create a lot of opportunities there. When he went to Bavaria, he sort of changed it up and tried to create one v ones out wide with the likes of Douglas Costa, Robin um, being those guys. But the fullbacks were very, very narrow. Either because he plays this zonal system, he doesn't want two players on the same angle of the pitch. So if the fullback comes inside uh, slightly to receive the ball, that obviously the wide player is going to go wide, and it's and it's sort of like a pivot where the fullback will go wide, the wide player will come in. It's to create those 1v1s, but unfortunately I didn't think that worked for Pep Guardiola. That's something I feel that he needs to evolve at Manchester City. But in terms of what <coughs> Ancelotti's done, let me just get a quick drink because this is getting a bit hairy. Mm. <coughs> 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 Sorry. <coughs> Today's tea, <coughs> spiced apple and camel going down the wrong hole. But in terms of what Ancelotti's done with this Bayern Munich team, Taken back to basics, and with um, David Alaba and Philip Lahm, they've got the two of the best fullbacks in world football. And what he's doing is he's using the fullbacks and using the wide players to combine. And that was their simple game plan. One man that controlled in central midfield was Xabi Alonso, who was spreading the ball out so well. Um, and if you look at his pass map, that's exactly what he was doing. He was finding the wide players, he was finding Costa on the left wing and Robin on the right wing. And when they interchanged, you know, vice versa. And if you look at his stats, he completed more passes than Meza Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, Gibbs. And uh, Zaka combined, he completed like 17 more than those four players, which is pathetic um, at the top level. You've got to be more competitive, you've got to be tighter to Chabi Alonso, you've got to be more aggressive. But I felt that Ancelotti got his midfield balance perfect. I think that Bayern are going to win the Champions League this season. I said at the start of the season because of Ancelotti. But now looking at the system that Ancelotti's created, I am massively on that. So what it breaks down to is a back four, two defensive midfielders holding in Chabi Alonso and Vidal. And then Thiago plays as like a central midfielder. And then the front three of um, Lewandowski through the middle and then the two wide players, Costa and Robin, that started against Arsenal. And I think that's brilliant. It's not a 4-2-3-1. It's very much a 4-2-1-3. Um, you think of sort of how Mourinho used to set up into, into Milan when he won the Champions League there with um, Wesley Schneider sitting as the sort of central midfielder, Eto on one side and Pandev on the other and Diego Milito through the middle. Perfect. So it's quite a similar, similar setup to there. Two um, tricky goal-scoring wingers and a target man through the middle and a very creative player playing as a central midfielder. But Thiago was so, so good in the game. Again, doing the job so smoothly, getting the ball in central midfield and playing it wide. And that was their game plan time and time again. If you look at the heat map that um, Bayern had in the game really interesting the two massive wide areas um, are on either flank on the left wing on the right wing and there's another one just in central midfield where Chabi Alonso was distributing the ball Vidal was distributing the ball and Thiago was distributing the ball wide from that position um, so yeah the heat map is great to see tactically how um, Bayern Munich attacked Arsenal and in terms of where the chances were created for of course it was a wide area 11 out of the 18 chances created were created 
by the wide players and the fullbacks. So you break that down further. Six of the chances created were created by the fullbacks. So that is, you know, Philip Lahm and David Alaba getting forward. Lahm um, topping the chance creation in the game with four chances, one assist. Brilliant. Got forward so well. And Lahm on the other side as well, really good at getting the ball. And it was a simple plan that every single time the ball went into the box, Lewandowski won it. Lewandowski probably should have scored a hat-trick. He had two big opportunities from, I think one was across from Costa, one was across from um, Alaba that he should have scored. Um, and then obviously Lahm getting the assist for his goal. But there were big headers where Lewandowski just had the beat. Ooh, of Koscielny and at the beating of Gabriel when he came on and of course Mustafi who he outjumped for the goal and it's so simple target man get it wide get it into the box Ancelotti's team are going to be so good in the Champions League season and then we don't even see their explosiveness we saw them play a ball retention game against Arsenal when they sit back now away at the Emirates if they do sit back that is going to be a lot of fun with the pace of uh, Vidal of the attackers um, and obviously Thiago to join it brilliant stuff but in terms of the two players that really shone for me both uh, Thiago and of course Lewandowski Lewandowski as I mentioned probably sort of scored a hat-trick took his the header for his goal was good. Um, the, the flick for the Thiago goal, that assist was incredible. Xabi Alonso ball deep from him in midfield. A little flick with the inside of his instep. Brilliant ball to Thiago. Thiago slotted home. Thiago, again, in a passing sense, was really good in terms of he completed more passes in the final third than any other player. And I mentioned before, they're all passes out wide. All passes out wide to those wide players. But in terms of Arsenal, the whole Arsenal team... Um, combined managed 37 passes in the final third so Thiago by himself was one fewer and he was so good at keeping the ball his assist for Muller great composure as well so I was very very impressed with those two and I feel they're going to bring Bayern to that next level in the Champions League Anyway, in terms of what went wrong for Arsenal, I think Coquelin was terrible absolutely atrocious nothing else you can say completed six passes in the game Yesterday we were talking about how um, Andre Gomez six, passes, six forward passes he attempted completing four of them you know, you look at Coquelin, that is so poor. In terms of what you what expect him to do, a team without the ball, uh, the central midfielder is going to get a lot of work in terms of tackles and interceptions. He failed to win a tackle, made one interception the whole time he was on the pitch. It was just so rubbish. And obviously, Koscielny going off at half-time, played quite well, but had that trouble with those aerial situations, so just causing Arsenal some more problems. Kind of fell apart when Koscielny went off, and Arsenal just lacked depth in a lot of areas in terms of straight it's crazy absolutely crazy and Oxley chamberlain again thought he had a pretty poor game his game was summed up by losing the ball for the last goal which pretty much has killed the tie 5-1 that's not going to come back 4-1 you've got a chance 5-1 absolutely not you know it's been done once a four goal deficit and that was um, AC Milan on Deportivo La Coruña so Arsenal pretty much this game's over for them and Arsenal fan TV last night obviously exploding I'm not a massive fan of that type of ranting raving I like my analysis so I don't really go over to that but one thing I saw on Twitter which was really funny so Mr Sammy James I think his name or Mr Sammy Jammy um, dropped troops over um, You're Too Big For Your Boots by Stormzy and it worked perfectly it just fit really well it's on like it was banging it was on like 2000 retweets when I saw it but make sure you, you go and check that out if you want a bit of a laugh um, anyway Right, let's move on to Real Madrid versus Napoli in the Champions League. Because again, that was a pretty, pretty decent game. In terms of the uh, the tempo of the game, the counter-attacking from both sides, the quick play in midfield, it was just a treat, a real treat for any football fan. And Insignia opened up the scoring with such a good goal. A brilliant goal. You know, you watch it the first time, you're thinking, Keylor Navas, he's had a stinker there, his positioning's poor, he's not very good. Yes, his positioning was a bit far out, but how Insignia has done that, and you, you look at the... The, the great angle for me was behind Insignia you look how he's curled it out and it's come in it's so perfect from Insignia a brilliant move out the back as well I was very impressed with Napoli their football this season has been fantastic and they showcase that at the Bernabeu again with Diawa in midfield but also Hamzik pulling the strings in there you know the combination play with Insignia and Hamzik is just brilliant and they 
you know they did well I thought Napoli played very well and arguably they, they had two big chances they missed one of them was the Hamzik chance and then Doris Mertens could, could have made it 3-3 and it's going to be a cracker this tie is far from over I think Nap- uh, in Naples Napoli-Rail is going to be one of the best games of the um, the last 16 second legs which is going to be brilliant because we saw a lot from this Napoli side but in terms of Real Madrid what I like was Ronaldo um, I did a video on the evolution of Lionel Messi and I want to do an ev- a video on the evolution of Cristiano Ronaldo on my channel make sure you go and check it out because I did a lot of work spent a lot of time looking at Lionel Messi and I go through his days of being a winger to him moving up being a false nine and then being a playmaking uh, winger in the final third so I want to do something with Ronaldo and what we saw yesterday from Ronaldo is he's sort of going back to the days of when he was a winger at Manchester United when he was creating chances when he was taking players on you know you look at the stats he created more chances than the player got that great assist for Tony Cruz uh, the Cruz goal in terms of dribbles he completed more than any other play on the pitch and that's not quite like what Ronaldo's stats have been doing recently it's usually the raw goals he did miss two massive chances so arguably it could have been a 5-3 let's sort of not say 3-3 three, three. Um, but again very impressed with his maturity but playing a different role on the right wing on the left wing was popping up everywhere and creatively was really good the two big chances he created one for Marcelo who should have scored one for Benzema so maybe Ronaldo should have got a hat-trick assist but it's it's interesting is Ronaldo going back to that um, sort of winger days you know we've seen him being inside forward we've seen him be a winger we've seen him be a goal scorer now maybe he's a bit going back to that playmaker because I thought he was a really good performance from Ronaldo very impressed at how he's moving on but in terms of the other areas that really impressed me with Real Madrid the central midfield three that is for me the best in Europe right now it's got a great blend of aggression in Casemiro Tony Cruz's cruise control and of course Luka Modric Luka Modric first was so good at linking um, Real Madrid in that final third Madrid this season for me have been quite poor but it was because Luka Modric wasn't in the side they were, they're, they're so much better when he's in there creatively wise they're, they're better you know him three chances he completed them over passing the final third it just keeps them things knitted together and gets the balls to the likes of Ronaldo to the likes of um, uh, you know Hamez yesterday Benzema who scored his what 51st goal in the Champions League is now the French top scorer ever in Champions League history taking over Thierry Henry but in terms of Modric he is the linchpin in that final third you've got Cruz who's just playing those passes again Cruz what 55 out of 59 passes completed brilliant completion right there took his goal it was a classic Tony Cruz goal as well edge of the area bottom corner side foot simple as anything but it broke you know, again, great build up from Ronaldo uh, did well to get past his man head up pulled it back cracking stuff from Tony Cruz so if Modric is the guy in the final third Cruz is holding it deep in midfield you've got Casemiro who's just destroying people and that's what he does just goes around destroying people and destroyed the ball actually let's say that against Napoli an absolute belter of a goal if you've not checked it out on the vol top corner brilliant stuff from Casemiro but in terms of the game interceptions more than any other player on the pitch I just love his, his work rate his aggression and his Brazilian nature at heart but anyway I think that's been that for the, the Champions League um Actually, uh, let's just t- touch on uh, D.O.R.'s game by numbers because that was something that was really decent, completed 100% of his dribbles. 97 passes, 89% pass completion, three tackles, one and one interception, and he's only 19 years old. Well played. So let's finish off with Manchester United versus Saint-Étienne in the Europa League, which is always going to be fun. So United in the Europa League got through their group. They struggled. At home, they were really good. Now, I feel like this first leg is massively important for Manchester United. They need to go with the 4-2-3-1. They need Mkhitaryan in there. Juan Mata, Martial, off Ibrahimovic. With Pogba and Herrera in central midfield. They need to go for blood. Because we've seen against like the likes of Fenerbahce, the likes of Feyenoord, they've been pretty poor away from home. They picked up a win against Zoya, but that was their only one they managed in the group stages. So it's big at home. Because going away to Saint-Étienne, hostile environment, hostile fans. So it's big, big performance. From the likes of Henrik Mkhitaryan, from Juan Mata, from Anthony Martial, um, you know, that band of I want those interchanging of positions I would have quite liked to see Wayne Rooney start this game but obviously he's out injured with Michael Carrick and Phil Jones so that's my team obviously the back four I'd probably go with uh, Bay Rojo 
uh, Valencia at right fullback, and of course uh, Daly Blind at left back, and David De Gea in goal. And that's my team. In terms of players that, that Santetienne um, possess, obviously Ferenc Pogba, half decent centre back. But in terms of Liga this season, they're not doing very well. This has got to be a demolition job for Manchester United. They've got to go in there and they've got to absolutely blow them up. Because if they leave it to the second leg, as I mentioned, could be slight issues there. So in terms of players you've got to watch out for in the Saint-Etienne team, you've got to watch out for Haruma, uh, the creative uh, wide player, plays on the right-hand side, plays on the left-hand side. He's got more goals than any Saint-Etienne player this season in Ligue 1 and tops their charts in terms of chance creation. So he could be a, you know, dangerous on wherever he plays, right or left. Tricky, good with the ball at his feet, puts in a different, decent delivery as well. Obviously, another player's X. Aston Villa legend Vivtu is in there who I quite liked when he was over in France but was quite poor for Pavilla after a decent start so yeah another player they could deal with but United need to blow these guys away in the first leg anyway guys that's been it for today that's been the Statman Day Football Podcast I hope you've enjoyed it make sure you like it subscribe it follow it Acast it see you later for tomorrow where we're going to be reviewing the Europa League games then we're going to have I'm not sure we're going to do tomorrow maybe have a little bit of fun maybe maybe I'll call somebody up get somebody else involved in the podcast until then see you later Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.